Holy flip-flopping, Jane the Virgin has a bisexual boyfriend, and we've got an amazing Thanksgiving flashback. It's CW Weekly. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I like that. I don't, apparently that's our new choreography. Because hey. we're back. We're, we're back. back. We're just missing we're someone. Missing that's okay. Just one person. No one Whatever. day we're all going to be together. One, one day, day for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the CW Weekly Show. We are so excited to be back. Or at least I'm excited to be back. So it was a, I missed y'all everyone. And I know you said you missed yes. everyone too. Yes, so. so much. So let's just jump into it because we've got a lot today. I'm Matt Marr. You can find me at the Matt Marr. I'm Ali Kona Bradford. You can find me at yours truly, Ali Kona. And I'm Erica Shannon. Actually, I haven't missed, so I'm still glad to be here. <laughs> Whatever. But... Wow, shade. Shade. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Miss Airy Baby. Yes, and Tiana, we love you. Yes. You're out doing your thing, girl. I'm Tiana Hobson. Yeah. Work hard. Working yeah. hard. Yeah. Follow Tiana, too. Yes. Do you work time? Sorry, I'm going into a place. All right, everybody. Let's do this. So, we're, let's just jump into it. So, just to let everybody know a little bit about programming is that next week we won't be recording an episode mm-hmm. because it's a Turkey Day in the United so States. Furky. So furky. For all my vegans out there. Oh, yeah, good for you. My boyfriend wants to fry it, but I'm afraid our house is going to explode, so we're going to see. Yeah, no. No, that's what I say, too. But, so we won't be here next week, um, but because, but we'll be here the week after, but because of that, too, we have an amazing, let's just jump into, we are combining our trivia and our flashback tonight, Mm -hmm. our Throwback Thursday. So this is your trivia question for today, and the question is, we're going to show you a clip from Smallville, and in this clip, the Kents are celebrating Thanksgiving, and many fans actually claim this is one of the best endings, uh, one of the best ending songs of Smallville. So let's take a look. Who's that guy in the blonde? Oh my god! I know, Justin Hartley. <laughs> He's such, he looks so young. He's so hot. I know, because he was on this, and then he was almost Aquaman. Really? Yeah, I watched that prior. I think it's somewhere on my computer. Sorry, we'll let them listen. For those who are listening to our iTunes podcast, this is a very lovely Thanksgiving dinner. Oh yeah, if you're oh yeah, if you're listening, because yeah, otherwise we're just getting music. We're gonna let it play out. I mean, let's enjoy. I and mean, you know what I mean? Like if you're watching, it's nice. Just listen to the song. Because <laughs> you have to guess who sings it or what the title is. What it's are they true. guessing? We, yeah, that's the. We're gonna guess. What is the name of the song? You haven't said a word all night. Is everything okay? Everything's fine. Fine is never good. No, <laughs> she's so beautiful. No. She is so Happy beautiful. Thanksgiving. He's so hot, too. He is so hot. <sighs> he used to be an Abercrombie he, model. He did? Oh, yeah. You know, he's a hot daddy now. Oh, yes, he is. Really hot daddy. Who are we talking about? Tom Welling? Tom Welling. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah All we're right. talking about All right. what? Episode I think that's one? good. Thank you so much, Anthony, for that clip, everybody. What? What? 
Okay. Guess so it. Guess now it. Now you've got to guess. There are four choices for you. Uh, option A is, is the song called Cain and Abel? B, is the song called Hallowed Ground? C, is the song called A Seat at the Table? Or is the song called D, I Love Turkey, Y'all? D, <laughs> I love Tofurky, y'all. That would be a great song. That title. would be. We're gonna make that song. We're not. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so that's what. Do me a favor. Don't cheat. I know you can look online. Really giving your best guess to everybody. All right. So that's tri- trivia. We're gonna get back to that. Let's talk about our ship pole. My favorite part of the show. Toot toot. Here it comes. Here it. Me. Excuse we're not, us. I was going to say we're waiting on the water, but that doesn't okay. make sense. <laughs> All right. So this is our ship poll. You can get onto Twitter right now, and you can vote on AfterBuzz TV. The first one is Benzo. That would be Bonnie and Enzo from the Vampire Diaries. TVD. TVD. <laughs> All right. And then we have Raliv. That's Ravi and Liv from iZombie. Oh, look how cute. Oh, I love that cute. expression on his face. And... One of my picks. Olicity. And look at them in Brazil. That's a pretty good picture. Yeah. And then another fave, Matt's pick. <laughs> Hashtag Brinky. Hashtag Brinky. I mean, this, this one really makes sense, y'all. It really makes sense. Opposites attract. I've been in that relationship where I've just been belittled by someone smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> but as it, as it stands right now, Olicity is winning with 56%. I mean, are we surprised? I mean, you, so hop on over panel. and vote for Benzo. This will be the first time my couple is in the lead. FYI. I'm until, pretty proud of myself right now. Un, until Benzo takes no, no. over. Oh, city. Come on, y'all. Where right. are you at? Let's talk about some casting news, y'all. Sounds good. Well, over on Supergirl, Lori Metcalf, if you remember her from Roseanne. Yes. She's casted to star as the estranged mother of Win Shot. How do you say his last name? I don't know how to say Win's last name. Everybody just calls him Win. Okay, well, Win. Um, She'll be appearing in the 15th episode, which will probably be around March, and that's all we know so far. Okay. Does anybody know? No, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see her in a different role, because I honestly have not followed her career, but I'm definitely, I grew up watching Roseanne, so Mm -hmm. it'll be neat to see her She's a a fantastic actress. She's been, I think she's won Tony, she's been nominated. Really? Tony's nice. Yeah, she's done a ton of theater. Ton of theater after Roseanne. So yeah, nice to see her on this big, the small yes, screen yes, again. Yes, 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 yes. Also, they are casting a new extraterrestrial villain. Um, I believe they're called the Tormox. Yeah, well, that's a picture of it right there. That what, what you can see. There really wasn't a lot to find about the Tormox, was there? Well, I know that they're warriors of Amazonian stature. Mm-hmm. They're jacked, tough, and brutal. Um, the casting call is going out for women age 20s, 240s, and open ethnicity. <laughs> Which is cool because that's kind of a wide range of age. I'm just saying. If you're listening Greg to the podcast, if you're, if you you're listening to the podcast, is flexing and kissing her muscles, which could crush me. Okay, sorry. And they're able to shapeshift with inanimate objects. Ooh, I thought that was that's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I thought that could be a cool. But I'm cool. I'm very interested to see who they choose. Yeah, I am Because too. it's open ethnicity, so it could be. Everybody, any and everybody. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> All right. Um, well, also, uh, right? Are we? Oh, yeah. I'm yes, good, yes. Let's talk about. Katie so now we're talking about Katie Lotz, aka Sarah Lance. Uh, she's going to be getting a new love interest on Legends of Tomorrow. We don't actually know what yet, but I pulled this article because I really love Katie's quote that she uh, told TV Line about the, about 
uh, Kay, about Sarah Lance finding a love interest. And she said, they keep telling me there will be a new romantic interest. I don't know if she will necessarily find love, but she is reflecting upon it. It is just really difficult to have a relationship when you live on a time ship. Isn't that I, hard? I'm going to talk what? about long distance. Right? <laughs> I know. Long I was going to like... Distance. Yeah, I think that's a that's that's a big deal. So um, anyway, I just I thought that was really cool. I was going to so, say, yeah. speaking of quotes, I love the quote that executive producer Phil Klemmer gave. Uh-huh. He was saying, "She's such she being Sarah. She's such a powerful, formidable, self possessed, kick ass woman. Who is worthy of her?" Which is yeah. that's a huge compliment yes, to that character. Yeah, Wonder Woman. That's absolutely. like it. So like I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend to be Matt this week and I'm gonna name drop a little uh, bit. Uh, oh, get your drinks out. Take hey, your shots. H2O. <laughs> so I had Kitty Locks come in for an arrow after show as one of our guests, and her Shit. and I were talking, and then we started crossing our stories and went, OMG. So she's a dancer. She used to dance for a company called Culture Shock, which was out of the San Diego chapter. I used to dance for Culture Shock in the Las Vegas chapter, and we were actually sister companies. We would go to each other's theater and put shows on together, and we crossed our years, and we were like, oh my God, we danced together so (laughs) many times. So it was pretty cool. And you got her cell phone number? She's going to be on our show again? I did not, but it's pretty inspiring, because now I'm like, oh, Katie Lott, so I just want to be like you. She's she's badass. She is. You're on your way, then. I, I mean, Greg Berlanti, it's true. back it's again. Hey, Greg Berlanti. That is true. That is now, true. we also do have some uh, casting news regarding the DC crossover. Yes. Ooh, nice picture. Nice old school with the Captain Cold. I like that. So we finally know Wentworth Miller. He will be involved in this year's crossover, uh, Crisis on Earth X. So, um... And for some of you that, so he's going to be Citizen Cold, and that's the doppelganger Mm -hmm. of Leonard Schnart. So kind of like there's Black Siren, Black Canary. So he's going to be Citizen Cold, and he's going to be, he's introduced in the, the, I remember reading this, in the comics after Flashpoint. Yep. So, um... I mean, that's kind of basically all the articles say. They, we know that... Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I'll say the other thing. The article that I mentioned is that Wentworth Miller officially announced on Instagram that this is going to be his last oh, season yes. in the Arrowverse. Yeah, we covered that, that. Was like, last oh. week. Yeah. Well, I mean, just in case you missed it. Okay. Just in case you missed it. You'll be leaving. Never mind. Let me just read my water. We were with our sick family, okay? We were doing what we could. <laughs> but yes. So that's going to be... I. I like that actor, and he's already kind of good but evil, so I'm wondering what's, like, evil evil going to be. I don't know if he's going to be evil, though. Is he? Is, is Citizen well, Cold true. evil? I thought he was. I thought he was good. Oh. I thought he was evil. Let us know in the chat. I thought, uh, I yeah, we all could be wrong. I was wrong on the red tonight. I know. Everybody, what the heck? Just in case you're listening on the podcast. Yeah. Matt okay. and Ali Kona are wearing red, and I am not. No. Sorry, girl. Sorry, That's girl. Okay. But fun fact... I didn't realize that Citizen, not Citizen, Captain Cold and White Canary going back to the Katie Lott ah, story, yes. they actually had a romance in season one. So it'll be interesting if maybe ah. they bring that back just a little bit during the Yeah. Crossover. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I'm Who knows? getting so excited. Crossover is after Thanksgiving, right? Yes. yes. So, so we're going to come back yeah. to Crossover Week. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about iZombie, though, because I do yeah. like that show. we got to show it some love, even though it's not on currently that I know of, unless I totally missed the premiere, which is possible. I'm <laughs> possible. traveling a lot. Okay, so there's going to be a brand new person joining the cast. His name is Daniel Bonjour. 
And he will be playing the reoccurring role of a character named Levon, who is a documentary filmmaker chronicling Seattle's new undead reality. And that's a lovely picture of Mr. Bonjour. He looks French. Doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Every time I hear that, so this is totally relevant, but have you guys ever seen What Women Want? Yes. Okay, and there's the French poodle, and she's like, Monsieur, wait, please. Oh, I haven't I need seen that poop. in years, though. I haven't seen that. Oh, okay, never mind. Well, French people have cute noses. He has a cute nose. Okay. I always wanted like that kind of nose. Oh, um, really quick. Also, too, though, he is alum from Walking Dead, so it's... Ironic, because now oh, he's yeah. on another zombie show. Can't and then he was it. also on Teen Wolf and CW's Frequency. So again, CW, always keeping it in the family. The family. Keeping it in the family. Well, speaking of cute people. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Let's talk about the hottie of the week. I oh, mean, woo-wee! This is Robert Christopher Riley. For any of you who've been watching Dynasty, he is the chauffeur. I believe his character is Michael Colhane, right? Yeah, Colhane. Um, Can I name drop? Yeah. Oh, God. Do you know Two. him? Do you know him? Oh, my yes, God. Yes, I do. I did not know this when I, I picked know him. him. Because I picked the hottie of the week this week. Well, he was on three seasons of Hit the Floor. He came in every single season. He's awesome. And I actually used to do... So he used to do this pod... Not podcast, but web clip. Wait a minute. If, hold on. He's a dancer? No. Okay. <laughs> He hit the floor. He was a basketball player. Oh, oh, God. So I had this little segment I used to do on YouTube (laughs) called Boys and Beauty, and I would sit in my bathtub in bubbles, and I would talk about hot boys and beauty tips. And so one week I was like, hey, do you want to be my hashtag hottie of the week? And he was like, sure. So I have an episode where we're Skyping, and I'm in the bathtub, and he's just in the corner of my screen, and we're having a conversation about how he likes women with nice butts. Great. Anyway, so if you're wondering what Robert C. Riley looks for in women, he likes the padonkadonk. All right. So that's Robert Riley. Good to know. In a nutshell. He's actually really smart, though. I'm going to end it with this. He's extremely intelligent and very, very talented. I can tell by his pecs. (laughs) I can tell. (laughs) Just a quick question. Um, I was just wondering, are all of your hotties of the week going to be met? <laughs> no, but thank you for speaking Andy. up on the behalf of <laughs> calling us men out. everywhere who <laughs> love. We had a girl once. We had, yeah, we had a girl once. Okay, promise we're gonna have a lady next week. Maybe we'll let Anthony pick. You should yeah. pick our hashtag audio. Yeah, picks. yeah. Um, you... It has to be from the CWverse. Yes, yes, sir. All right, sounds good. All right. Okay, cool. All right, all right. Let's do next. it. Okay. So, oh. This is exciting. You tweeted about this. This is super exciting. We have a premiere date for Black Lightning, everybody. Yay! Yay! Applause all around! I'm so excited for this show. I can't wait. Okay, so the premiere date is going to be Tuesday, January 16th. It's going to air at 9 p.m. Eastern Pacific Time, right after The Flash. And so I'm going to go... um, Basically, there's an article and deadline about it, but it lists... I'll be kind of brief here, but it's going to list uh, all the new shows, of uh, all the CW shows when they do premiere. Mm -hmm. So um, there's not a new Supergirl on January 1st, but there is a new Valor. And on January 5th, we're going to have a new Crazy X girlfriend January 15th is going to be a new Supergirl another new Valor and then Tuesday the 16th will be Flash Black, Black Light. I always want to say the Black Lightning. Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, January 17th, we'll have Riverdale and Dynasty. Thursday, on the 18th, a new Supernatural, as I know you're excited, and a new Arrow. And then on Friday will be another new Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and a new Jane the Virgin. So there you go. There is your... You got a little time off to recover with your turkey and your ham. And uh, let's talk about um, Ian Summerholder. So... Ian Sommerholder and his wife, Nikki Reed, their production company, are putting into development a new hour-long soap 
Oh, really? Which is called Prohibited. Oh. And it's described as an upstairs-downstairs southern soap where high-spirited former thief Amelia Jones attempts a fresh start in a male-dominated bourbon country. Sounds Ooh. fun. So, upstairs-downstairs, I looked that up because I was like, oh, yeah, oh, I don't a, know. What is oh, that? a British show. What the show. heck is that? Yeah, and so it's oh. referencing... Or is it an American show? It's like no, Downton no, Abbey, right? It's a very successful British television series around the 70s, 71 to 75, about the life of a rich London family and their servants. So upstairs references, like, It's literally kind of like Downton Abbey. Like, where, I but, don't know. Oh, Downton Abbey? That's what Downton Abbey, but it was in, like, the 1890s, so it was, like, rich, but anyway, yes. So it's basically, like, seeing how You both, saw how the servants lived and how the rich quote people unquote, lived. yeah. Because I was like, what the I heck am, does that mean? I am all in on this show. First of all, Ian Summerholder is... I'm really cool, and he's pretty. And second of all, it's in the South. I want to see Southern people Me just being too. passive aggressive and drinking sweet tea and saying "bless your sweet heart" and "bless your heart," <laughs> which your heart. really means you dumb shit. That's yeah. what it means. <laughs> My mother told it's me. just the kindest way of saying it, though. You can't be better with that. It is the kindest way of saying it. Well, what, do we know when that's premiering? I'm sorry. Are Not yet. It's just in development right now. Okay. Yep. And we don't have a name, right? Prohibited. Oh, prohibited. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's about alcohol. I, bet. Not I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's what the bourbon country yeah, means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then she's also, as I mentioned, a former thief. So her sisters mm. actually come back to town to try to get her to do All one right. last heist with them at the Kentucky Derby. So she's trying to... Okay, I'm in, I'm in everybody. I'll give it a chance. All right, moving on to some big news this week. Yes, so everybody keeps talking about on social media, everything that's going on surrounding the sexual harassment accusations all over the place, but of course here at CW, Andrew Kreisberg. Mm-hmm. So of course people are talking about it, but in terms of... On Arrow, we have Stephen Amell, who says that he has no interest speaking about an ongoing investigation. However, but um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, him saying if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm sure you'll figure in that. Other than that, the WB is conducting an investigation into what is being alleged against one of the producers on our show. And if they need my help in any way, shape, or form, they will get it. I don't know. I don't want to... Yeah, for those people that don't, don't know, by the way, Andrew oh. Kreisberg, he is, it's he and Greg Berlanti. They are like the production team. It's oh, Berlanti Productions, but it, Andrew Kreisberg is a producer of Flash, there Supergirl, DC Legends, and Arrow. I know he works more, I think, on Flash and Supergirl. Yeah, but. I read that he's the co-showrunner for Supergirl and the Flash, yes. and then he executive produces Arrow and DC exactly. Legends. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and if you haven't read about it, I get, I'm sorry, forgive me, I didn't update you. No, but it's kind of everywhere. One one person you know, alleged that he was being a little bit not so nice. And then all of a sudden, he's got 19 different people who've spoken up about him. And the rest of us are talking about, you know, it's one thing if one person says something and maybe you can go, uh, I don't you know. Can like, yeah. But to live down 19 accusations is a little bit difficult. And it seems like everybody from Katie Lotz to Grant Gustin to um, Emily Bett Rickards have all hopped on social media saying that they support the women who speak up for themselves. And they leave it at that. So it's really discreet. And I don't know if that's their way of saying, I may have seen it, but I'm just going to say I yeah. support you without saying I have seen it. Yes, nobody, no cast member has come out in, uh, in claiming that they were sexually assaulted or harassed by Andrew Kreisberg. So maybe that will happen, but we haven't heard of that yet. It's predominantly writers, if yeah. I'm correct, writers, producers, yeah. like behind mm-hmm. the camera, some people have said, gone as far as to say that he would either touch them or 
insinuate going behind them doing things that he yeah, shouldn't be doing butt, yeah like, like so, pumping a fax machine well i think that um obviously too i mean well i don't even need to speak for office but we know we obviously this is uh uh this is a horrible thing and we support these these women and men mm-hmm. that right. are coming out and it's just such a it sounds cliche to say, but it is the truth. It's such a brave thing to do, and it's such a hard thing to do. And I think it's such an example of it's amazing. Uh, you know, I just told my boyfriend about this about a totally different thing, but I he like kind of was truthful about something, and he was amazed how much kind of camaraderie it bought, brought, and other people were able to speak the truth. And that's really so true in anything in life. So, and there's even been speaking of Greg Berlani, there's been meetings this whole week and continuing today and into tomorrow where he's going to the different sets and he's actually yeah. having these meetings with the cast and he's saying, um, if you know of anything related to Andrew Kreisberg or anything other outside of that, you know, don't be afraid to speak to Warner Brothers HR. But what's crazy is for so long, Hollywood has been a place where it's the unspeakable, but it happens. You just don't realize how prominent it is. Mm-hmm. And you're always told, and I think we've talked about this in other episodes, but you're always told not to say anything because you will never work again, yeah. even if you are right. So it took one person to loudly tell their story, and it's just crazy and sad all at the same time how many people have come forward. I mean, it's a great mm-hmm. thing because now people are saying, okay, if she's not getting fired, I can do this. And now yeah. the masses are coming out. And then you got yeah. your people like Corey Feldman who are like, dude, I told you guys. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's been happening to kids, too. Yeah. So, I mean. And Antonio uh, in the chat is saying he thinks they can't say much because there's an investigation going on. Um, probably. That's, that's probably a good point. That's, good, that's a good point. Um, good job, you actually had a short-term memory. Did you just talk about uh, what was going on with the other producer? Which one? Oh, for One Tree Hill. Yes. Okay. I was going to, Mark Schwann actually has been accused. It started on Saturday when one of the writers, Audrey Wachope, I apologize if I mess up your last name, um, detailing basically what happened when she and her writing partner, Rachel, I think her last name is Spectre, um, were in the writer's room of a show. She never specified which show it was, Mm -hmm. but doing some digging, people were easily able to determine that it was either One Tree Hill or Cougar Town because Mm -hmm. those were the two shows that she wrote on at the mm. time and she clarified and she said well just so you know it's not cougar town like those guys are they're great so everybody's like ding 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 mark schwan cut to a couple days later in support of audrey actresses the stars of the show like sophia bush hillary burton bethany joy lens Chantel, um daphne zaniga basically all of the primary cast members of the show and even some guest stars they released a statement detailing things that would happen on set with them, with Mark. And it goes even further, because this isn't CW-related, but he's also a showrunner on a show on E! called The Royals. Mm. And one of the main women actors on that show actually released her own statement saying that it's happened to her as well. Mm. And then... (laughs) All of the cast members from that show and crew members released a statement basically saying, yes, it happens. Wow. Um, you know, another interesting thing to point out that I read in the article was the fact that um, they had said that there's one cast member, and they didn't specify who, but is apparently still seeking psychological mm-hmm. help from the trauma that they encountered in dealing with this person. Yep. So that's pretty insane. And um, one person had also said, was it One Tree Hill, backed up, her claim saying that um, he manipulated many of them psychologically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which is what we've talked about previously about mm-hmm. if you do this, it could mess with your right. career. Right. And yeah. as we've seen with other, you know, studio heads or production companies, 
that happens where they'll say, you talk about it, you won't get any work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's scary. It but, is scary. But as I said last week, it's great that they're coming out. It is. And getting it and putting it on the table because a change will happen from mm-hmm. it. Yeah, absolutely. I hope so too. So for all of those people that are going through that, we, I mean, we send them our prayers, our love, our thoughts, and our support. Definitely. So. Um, oh, I did want to say also that the male stars of One Tree Hill actually tweeted or released statements of their own in support. So. Oh, good. And I mean all of them. Brian Greenberg, who was a guest star, Chad Michael Murray, James Lafferty, Lee Norris, Antoine I Tanner. Love Chad Michael Murray. So he was so too. good on um, Agent Carter. I loved that Did show. Did you watch him on, um, not, not Stax, what was the other, Sun Records um, no. on CMT? Um, nope. And I love him. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I, All right. Let's talk. All right. So let's, uh, just a quick note, this isn't necessarily big, but just uh, for you that are interested, the Critics' Choice Awards is returning. Yay. Yay. And it's going to be coming to the CW. Uh, it's a 22nd annual event, and it will air live on January 11th on, on Thursday. We don't have a time for that, so... Check your local list. And we don't know who's hosting yet. Yeah, we don't. We but don't. I did read that it's taking place at the Barker Hangar in Santa Monica. So anybody oh. that's listening that's in Santa Monica, go and check oh, it out. I know that where that is. It's at Santa Monica Airport. I've been there. Yeah. Go check it out. <laughs> Take a drink. I'm dropping. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So um, let's talk food. You know, um, I had Chipotle just the other day, and I'm a little nervous now. Okay, Go ahead, well, Kona. you know, I actually had Chipotle the other day, too. <laughs> but I'm hoping, since I eat tofu, that it doesn't affect me. Um, but another case of E. coli may or may not have erupted. According to Jeremy Jordan from the show Supergirl, he had a recent trip to Chipotle, which ended in him going to the hospital. He said he had a near-death experience. And let's see. 32-year-old lies in his hospital bed, hooked up to an IV, telling the camera, quote, I know I've advocated for them in the past, but they're Mm. terrible. As you can see, I'm in a hospital, and I have my fluids in my arm because the food did not agree with me, and I almost died. Unquote. Wow. That's pretty intense, and that's a huge wow. allegation to yeah. point at somebody. Uh, Chipotle did, I'm sorry, I call it Chipotle, it is Chipotle, did respond with a statement and basically said, you know, we're sorry to hear Jeremy was sick, and we were able to get in touch with him directly regarding where and when he ate. The timing of the onset of his illness relative to the time he visited us, coupled with the fact that we have not received any other reported claims yeah, of illness at this restaurant where he dines, strongly suggests that the restaurant was not the cause of his illness. We take all claims seriously, but we can't confirm any link to Chipotle, Chipotle given the details he shared with us. Wow. So they're obviously denying. So, yeah. Maybe he had a bad night. Can we just say... Or can I just say, I love that picture so much. Yeah, it's funny. It's really, really funny. Uh, But he's better now, right? Yes. Which is good news. Okay, which is good. Always good news. Um, Such a talented. By the way, P.S., if nobody has watched on Netflix the stage, uh, the recording of Newsies that they filmed with Fantageous, he is so good in Newsies. You gotta watch it. Wait, is that the lead? Yeah, yeah, he's the lead. That's Jeremy Jordan. Oh, my God! I just saw that last month. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Um, Okay, so speaking of. I don't know if y'all saw this, but you know I love Wonder Woman. Justice League is coming out. It's not supposed to be our girl, but I'm still excited to see my girl. She's going to be the best. But, so, according to an article from from Digital Spy, apparently there was a little bit of dropping of hints of kind of the Wonder Woman universe on DC Legends of Tomorrow. Um, Basically, they were... uh, were, 
talking about they're, they're one of the characters is talking about a, an island of warrior women where there's no boys allowed. So it made me wonder between that and then also we have had um, you know uh, Stephen Amell as Arrow. You know he made that Batman joke yeah. at the yeah. beginning of Arrow. Yeah. So I thought like. It made me have hope that they would combine the universes. They, Mark, DC said they're never going to happen. Nope. Right? Never. Okay. I just wanted to check in. This really is a news where I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> you just wanted just to make case. sure. You want to put it in the atmosphere. Yeah. Maybe, who knows, but one day down the it's, line. Yeah. It's a good little Easter egg for everybody. So, yeah. And that's that. Now let's talk about uh, crossover. So more about the crossover. Some real news, y'all. It's going to be a tear jerker. Oh, God. Uh, I hope it's not like that first, last episode of Flash. Apparently. That's according to Wendy Miracle. Again, apologies if I'm saying that name incorrectly. Um, she's telling us to prepare for the crossover. It's going to be an emotional ride. She says the biggest surprise will be the emotional component. It's a very, it's very much a dark love story. And another, the other executive producer, Phil Klemmer, is saying you'll be surprised that Legends is the one bring in the tears mm. who would have thought who would have thunk it you thought you would think like arrow arrow or flash you know, yeah. or even flash because of the wedding yeah but no it's no. gonna be legends <sighs> so get your tissue boxes ready i have plenty because i watched this is us and yeah. i'm on the this is <gasps> us after show show so you know okay. self-promotion yeah. self-promotion but yeah. so get your tissue boxes ready <sighs> all right all right <laughs> let's keep on going Let's okay, go. Jane the Virgin, right? Okay, so according to this article, Jane the Virgin is boldly going where only a few shows have gone before. Mm-hmm. That is right. They are now, I was going to say proposing, but they're not proposing. It's happening. Tyler Posey's character on Jane the Virgin is come out as bi. And the reason it's considered controversial, not really, is because we're so used to women being the ones that are bi because Mm -hmm. men think it's so sexy to see two girls kissing and blah, blah, blah. But then the thought of two men kissing, for some reason, is so super taboo and it's like you're either gay or you're straight, but in between it's just weird to think of a guy that's bi. But this show is now shedding light, light, life, both, on uh, this particular walk of life. So, um... Well, and it's also, I want to say that this, that they're having a main lead character, love interest, True. who is going to be bisexual, a male. Because we always, you know, Riverdale has kept, like, there's always, like, and I know because I go in for them all the time, and by all the time, like, once a year. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm, you know, there's always, like, the fun, sassy side gay. But there's very rare uh, uh, to be gay or bisexual. And don't even get me started about... Um, there's just not a lot of representation for male bisexuality. That's a whole other show about hatred of feminine features, all that kind of stuff in our culture. But needless to say, there's just not a lot of bisexual characters in TV. So I'm glad to, and I have a lot of male friends that are truly bisexual that want to see themselves on stuff. So this is right. cool. Well, and the other thing is that they also have the conversation about Jane, first of all, accepting the the story uh-huh. and, and wondering why she hadn't heard of it before, but also saying, you know, having that little bit of insecurity to say, well, I can't offer you what those mm-hmm. men could have offered you. Mm-hmm. And him saying, well, you can also, you can't offer me what other women, or other women can't offer me what you can offer me. Yeah, because that know? is a thing. That's true. Yeah. That, is, that was such, a, you know, I've said that. I'm like, I wouldn't, I'm like, I'm not going to date a guy that's bisexual because I don't got what a woman got. But when I, when you think of it that way, it's uh what I love is I feel like they're getting at it's not so much about the physicality mm-hmm. of somebody and their gender it's about their heart and that's what we're in a yep. relationship with and how we connect yep I love that I need to watch Jane the Virgin <laughs> I don't watch that show and everybody loves it um, 
anyway. And I'll just add to that that Gina Rodriguez also said when they were talking about doing this story, they wanted to make sure they got it right. So they played, they everybody was focused in telling the story I'll the right way. Tyler Posey do any story. That man. He was our first hottie of the week, I think. He, he was. was. In a towel, yeah. yeah. He was in a towel. Yeah. Okay, I know it's a guy. No, that yeah. wasn't him. Oh, it wasn't? It was oh, another, oh, it was was, another Jane. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. it was. Okay. They're all hot. <laughs> okay. So real quick, uh, a little bit of Riverdale, Riverdale news. So I think in like the next couple of weeks, the first five episodes of Riverdale are going to come off of streaming. And what's kind of interesting about this is that they're talking about how because of things like Netflix and Amazon, networks now are really trying to make binge-worthy content. Um, but the problem is, is these things come out every week. And actually, I didn't know this, but Riverdale really didn't become a hit for CW until it was released on Netflix mm-hmm. the day after it aired, and people started binging it all over the summer. So, because they're saying now that, that the ratings for the um, this season have been kind of low. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been declining. They started yeah, off series high. Right. Yeah, really high. Yeah, yes, yes. And now they're declining. But they think that that that's just, it's just going to be a binge-worthy show. So, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of of interest to know. And now that I think about it, if I do turn on Riverdale on Netflix, it is easy to just sit down for five hours and just watch episode after episode. They do kind of flow along like that. Yeah, they do. But I don't know... I don't know what that means for the CW. I don't know if that means they're going to make them online only. Like on CWC? Yeah, and release them all at one time. I don't know. I just want to say that's how I used to feel about Gossip Girl. I'd sit down to watch one, and somehow the whole season went by. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how did I do that? I mean, that is... That we talk about that because I do another Riverdale podcast on my own with a friend, and we do talk about that all the time. We're just we're angry it ended. Yeah, yeah, we're angry. I mean, so kudos to them for for creating such an engaging story, yeah. And yeah. engaging episodes. But speaking of we'll episode, see. we got on the picture a picture of Nick St. Clair, who's a horrible heathen. That was a now, good episode. Don't tell me about yesterday because I haven't seen it yet. Oh well, we're going to talk about. I'm, ta- little, I'm talking about last week. Okay, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, re- I'll reference last week. Yes. So actually. Nick St. Clair was influenced, if you can believe it, by American Psycho. Oh. Yes. Fascinatingly enough, uh-huh. a fictional serial killer, which I don't know what that means for his character. I'm not Again, say I haven't anything. watched last night, so I don't know if that means he's still here, if anything. he's gone or whatever. Um, the showrunner actually explained that Brett Easton Ellis, who is the author of American Psycho, mm-hmm. um, he described the person, the main character, mm-hmm as entitled and basically has no empathy. And so that's how they designed mm, like yeah. Nick St. Clair. Is he the black hood, yeah. everybody? Is well, he the black you know, hood? You know, and one of the things he's no Betty. That doesn't make sense. He's not the black hood. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in it, man. No, um, it is in it. What are you going to say? No, I was going to say, one of the things I also read was the fact that um, the producer did say that this episode was done prior to all these allegations coming mm-hmm. out. Yeah, we talked about that on the show, how and, timely it is. Yes. Yeah, and just how it was unfortunate for them. They felt like a very heavy episode from them because in that episode, you know, a mm-hmm. guy drugged a girl and took mm-hmm. her back to his room, and it's just so unfortunately relevant mm-hmm. right now. Well, I but can't I, say anything if you haven't seen the episode. Excited. Oh, I am excited about last week's episode, what happened when, and I won't give spoilers, but what happened to Nick. I'll just say it yes, that way. Yes, I'm happy. I like that week episode. This week's though, I felt like got go. It's great. It's great. Okay, it's a great episode. That's all I'm gonna say. About I'll watch talk. it this week. <laughs> all right, let's talk about our last bit of news. We're almost wrapping up. Let's talk about Deathstroke, ladies, gentlemen. Who here likes Manu Bennett? Raise a hand. I got two up. 
All right, so for those of you who love him. Another guy. Sorry, Anthony. Even though he's evil. I mean, on Arrow, he's come back to normal. But let's just say that there has been talk of an actual. What? Anthony's okay with this guy. I'm okay with this guy. I love that stroke. Oh, wait. Yeah, he's badass. We have. We have his seal of approval, guys. Okay, good. Stamp. But anyways, there has been talk of there being an actual series revolved around this particular character. So one of the things that was said is Mark Guggenheim and I, this is Manu Bennett speaking, talk about Deathstroke TV series, and it would be awesome if we could make it R-rated. If we could maybe leap onto another network platform that we could all be on the same level, make it Logan-esque, and all that sort of stuff. Mark and I would write the series, but it's not our property to say. Um, And then also, by the way, too, I don't think I have this in here, but there was another gentleman that was cast in the movie to play Deathstroke because it's big. When Grant Gustin wasn't cast as the Flash, it was this big, huge ordeal, and now they're doing Deathstroke. Still mad about it, by the way. um, Still mad, yeah. It's going to be played by Joe Maganello. Oh, yeah. And so, oh, yeah. And so, you know, um, he was saying, Manu was saying, you know, he's built for it. He's a great dude. I've met him. He's really nice. My congratulations to him. He'll be on the big screen. But he would still love to do the TV series. Here's the interesting part. Because Manu was saying, to echo what you're saying, Ali Kona, that because the film side of Warner Brothers wants to keep the universes separate, mm-hmm. or not even the universes, but wants to keep the film, film and TV, TV yeah. separate, it kind of... It loses its appeal to me because oh, yeah. I've already it, fallen in love. What, five seasons of The Flash at this point. I, I'm attached to Grant as Barry Allen. So going yeah. and seeing somebody else in that role, sorry to say, I'm going to be comparing him. Oh, yeah. Too. And so having a new Deathstroke, now I've got to be like, okay, now i got to figure out what's going on with this guy. Yeah. How is he going to be different? How is he going to be similar? Yeah. I will say the actors have a slight resemblance. No, they do kind mm-hmm. of so like look to look I like, can yeah. forgive it, but I do definitely love Manu as Deathstroke. And if they were to ever come out with an Arrow movie, I would be so angry if it wasn't Stephen Amell because he's just brought that character to life and totally embodied it. And he's created such a huge fan base just by his ability to connect to people. So for him to... I would feel like he'd be replaced or mm-hmm. or like there was somebody who was a poser. I don't know. And I would feel bad for the actor that had to play him because, again, there would I be I mean, I wouldn't fans. feel that bad. They're all getting paid. Well, still. no, but I but, mean, yeah. he's now walking in somebody else's yeah. shadow. And yeah. you've built this life. You, you know, you've built this character seeing this one guy and having him be portrayed by somebody else. Yeah, I get it. And I... I I agree with you. I wish it was all the same, but uh, at the same time, I get that like DC has got to distance themselves because Marvel has done. I mean, have we seen Thor? Like they've done everything so well, mm-hmm. so well. Uh, TV it's, shows. No. Oh, not TV shows. No, but I mean, film wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, they've been on point. So it's like, except for Wonder Woman, DC is like, and I think I just looked at Rotten Tomatoes for Justice League tonight, and it's like thirty-seven. So, yeah. So, although, I know Roxy and Ben Bateman did a review of it here at After Buzz, and they liked it. So, we'll see. I've seen mixed reviews. Good and not so good. Yeah. So, I mean, time will tell. I was going to say something else, but I got really into what y'all were saying, and I totes forgot about it. So, instead, let's just talk about, let's go back to our trivia question. All right, so the trivia question is, we're not going to show the clip again. You heard it. If you didn't see it once, sorry. 
I, I mean, go back to the beginning of the show and you can watch it, actually. <laughs> uh, it's about probably minute two. If so, you can't see on, if you're listening, Matt, Matt's waving his finger at you. Yeah, I'm, I'm waving not. my finger at you for not watching. Um, all right, so in this clip from Smallville, the kids are celebrating Thanksgiving, and it's supposed to be one of the best, uh, most treasured ending songs of Smallville. And what was the song's name? Was it A, Cain and Abel, B, Hallowed Ground, C, seat at the ta- a Seat at the Table, or D, I Love Turkey, y'all? Anybody in the... the Oh, yeah, I like the... Mm. Anybody in the uh, chat know without looking? Nobody said anything. Nobody said anything. I think you were stumped. Okay, what do y'all think it is? Because I know. Tofurky, y'all! <laughs> I think a seat at the table, just because it was Thanksgiving, we saw people yeah. sitting at tables. I thought of that to trick you. No, it's actually Cain and Abel. How dare you! Which is the weirdest title. But yes, it is called Cain and, a- Cain and Abel. You tricked me. I should tell you who it's by, because it's a good song, but I didn't get his name. But, uh, <laughs> good for him. He had a song on Smallville. Alright, so let's talk about Ship Pole. Who, ship Pole. Who was the winner? So, as of right now... Come on, Brinky. Come on, Brinky. I'm... Happy to report. Olicity. Woo! 57%. But Benzo was coming up with 21. And Brinky had 18%. Hey, look at that. Look at that. Oh, this is what I was going to say, actually. And I think it's, I'm going to go back to it a little bit. Last week's Arrow, by the way, just for people who haven't checked out last week's Arrow, that was some gory stuff with uh, Deathstroke, yeah. by the way. Really brutal, and it reminded me of like Deadpool kind of. So mm-hmm. I think they're like laying the, the way for that. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, Tiana and I sat in on the Arrow after show last week, mm-hmm. and I just remember commenting, those were the worst henchmen ever. <laughs> Because, I mean, he just came in. I know he's supposed to be, like, really good. That's Deathstroke. But they are just terrible. They they just tore No kind of defense. Uh, yeah. Tore uh. him up. <laughs> well, that's the show, everybody. Yeah. Hopefully, we will all be here the week after Thanksgiving. Right? Um, Cross your fingers. We make no promises, y'all, but we do our best. So, one of the things you can do for us is if you are listening to the podcast, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts or on Stitcher Radio, wherever you listen to, if you can leave us a review, that's awesome. Tell a friend and just don't do five stars. Like, actually say, like, Tofurky, y'all, right? Something. Yeah. Because <laughs> that bumps it up and, you know, and people see it and we want to get this show out. So, and yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well and follow us at uh, AfterBuzz, uh, AfterBuzz TV, right? It's yeah, AfterBuzz yes, TV. And use the hashtag. And use the hashtag CW Weekly. There you go. Yes. All right, everybody. Let's tell everybody where they can find us. I am Erica Shannon, and you can find me on Twitter at Miss Airy Baby. And you're doing what other shows again? This is us. This is us, yes. And this one. And <laughs> I'm Ali Kona Bradford. You can find me at yours truly, Ali Kona, with underscores in between on Instagram. Same thing on Twitter, except that yours is you are, because you know Twitter sucks and I can't spell it out. So find me there and on the Arrow After Show. And I'm Matt Marr, and you can find me at the Matt Marr, two T's, two R's, on every social media platform. You can also go to my website, mattmarr.tv, and you can find my Riverdale podcast there as well. So, and as always, be sure to follow AfterBuzz TV. You guys, we appreciate you so much. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Have a good Thanksgiving. Be safe. We love you. We'll see you next week. Eat tofurkey. In two weeks. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. It's, it's so y'all!
The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.